I will become the first Italian UFC champion. I know I can do it and I and I demand it from myself. This is my mission and there's nothing that can stop me. He came to the United States from Italy several years ago in pursuit of this dream and the Italian dream is alive and well. I live to fight. I am a fighter through and through. I embrace it to the fullest. I bring a different level of intensity and these guys don't like it. He is a true middleweight with true power and true skills. I'm by far the most versatile guy in, in my division, so I can adapt. They cannot adapt to me. Oh! Early knockdown for Marvin Vittori. Hermanson covering up! He is so motivated, so hungry to become the first Italian champion. There's a tab. Can't do it much better than that. I want to show the world that I'm the next in line. I'm the next champion. After this fight, I want my shot. Darren Till broke his collarbone. He's out of the fight. Who do you think is likely to step in on a week's notice to fight Marvin Vittori? Mr. Big Mouth himself. Last second, doesn't matter. You know me, baby. I step up last second, and I'm always ready to go. Here is the last second king, 28-year-old Kevin Holland. This guy loves to stay busy. I really, truly love the fight. Any place, any time. And Marvin Vittori comes in as a guy really, really aggressive. He's a skilled meathead. And the more aggressive they are, the better I tend to do. He has so many different tools. He's creative in there. You can't just rush in because he's such a good counter striker. People say angry Marvin is the best Marvin. Well, I'm looking to see him pissed off. That's it! Kevin Trailblazer Holland! I never expect an easy fight. These are the best guys in the world. But the way I train, the way I see fighting, my fighting IQ, I'm going to smash him. Oh! Marvin Vittori, a man on a mission tonight. Marvin Vittori is in trouble because he doesn't like Vlad. He doesn't like somebody to play around. He doesn't like somebody in front of him having a good time. He likes it to be all business. And baby, this is a pleasurable business for me. Oh! One and done on the knockout for the Trailblazer! To be honest, I don't think there's going to be much talking in our fight. Because I think it'd be very worried for his own health. We'll see how long he can last. But my only goal will be to go out and finish him. Yeah, let's get it! Get it! Hit it all over! My man with the trailblazer is back. Back to blazing those trails in full high blitz fashion, baby. Let's go, bucko. Alright, guys. Welcome and good afternoon. Yeah, I'm your host, Femian. And uh, welcome you to this uh, great uh, podcast. And uh, first and foremost, I'd like to welcome you guys to my first ever uh, episode. And I uh, was starting it off with uh, this great card that we are having uh, tomorrow. UFC Fight Night, Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland. And uh, we're also going to have a breakdown of uh, the Camaro Usman and the Jorge Masvidos uh, match, let's say... Uh, fight two yeah okay let's just call it fight two because they fought the first time and uh the champ Kamaru's won and it's about to give this guy Hori Mazvito a second chance to see if he can claim redemption but I don't know but let's just uh go into it uh fully but pardon me if the sound effects sound a little bit off than what you guys usually hear. Um, just setting up the equipment and everything. It's not yet fully uh, running, but we are, we are making progress. 
and with time you guys are going to uh, see the full uh, effect and difference in the audio output and everything and we're also going to be bringing in guest uh, people guest talker information guys tech expert as you all know this is a uh, tech blog and also a tech, uh, a tech podcast so we're going to talk about tech news entertainment fight games a little bit but everything trending around the globe generally as the uh, podcast states so let's dive in okay yeah so let's just dive in uh marvin vittori the italian guy is the number sixth rank middleweight in the world and he has four straight wins his last win coming off uh jack amenson winning by unanimous decision uh five straight around uh, fights and he won by unanimous decision though people were uh, uh giving uh amenson as the favorite to win while uh Vittori was the underdog but he later he ended up winning the guy straight <laughs> straight out he won him straight out flat out and uh he's facing uh he's supposed to initially face uh darren till but due to one thing or the other darren till couldn't make it due to a broken collarbone according to reports uh, it was stated that he broke his uh, collarbone so he couldn't make it so ufc was looking for someone to step up because uh marvin vittori was in a good mood to fight he wasn't going to you know postpone the fight to later and because <laughs> as he is he's, he's a hot-headed guy and he's really 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 chasing the title he really want to have a second goal at israel Adesanyan. remember him and israel Adesanyan, who is the current middleweight champion fought back in april 2018 and he lost to the guy through uh, i think split decision though it should have been an unanimous decision based on my uh my breakdown of that of that fight but due to the judges decisions uh it was a split decision between him and adesanya but ever since he's been salty about it saying that he should have won that match so and he's really really looking for a second goal at the champion as well as but kelvin Orland who is the number 10th rank in the world middle world uh, middleweight uh ranking is the number 10th uh he has five straight wins back in 2020 but his early 2021 uh fight he lost to the veteran uh derek brunson through unanimous decision he lost to him and uh with one magic or the other i wouldn't know how out of every possible options he the number 10 guy is the one that could that was willing to step up to face the number six rank guy so the way ufc will have it kevin Holland is the late replacement for uh darren two so number six rank guy is going to face the number 10 guy in Kevin Holland and uh, my own prediction 
if I'm to predict or uh, let's say firstly let's say breakdown looking at uh, Marvin Vittori we, you can take it away from me is a all-round uh, fighter is good on the feet it's good on the clinch good on the ground and that's a decent striking so with a different uh, grappling you know and wrestling so that's why I say he's more of an all-rounder guy but uh, a guy like Kevin Holland <laughs> honestly is a weird kind of fighter is a weird guy the way his style style of fighting is weird the way he throws his combination you just you know jump in the sky with some karate you can't even it's not something that you really that really sync with the movie he just does something out of the ordinary you know so his, his kind of game is unpredicted you can't you can't predict it though he's a decent striker and um, not that good on the ground but his last uh, win was against uh the veteran this guy uh forgotten his name uh this great grappler brazilian grappler and he he, 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 he knocked out the guy with his back on his ground <laughs> can you believe that he knocked the guy out a brazilian grappler he knocked the guy out why he Kevin Holland was on his back. He was lying on the back and he could he was able to you know stretch and counterpunch the guy on top of him. Who was the Brazilian grappler and he, he knocked the guy out. So we can't rule him out with that uh, performance. His ground game, you can't rule his ground game out, but he faced Derek Brunson, who is a uh true and true uh grand game guy is a wrestler that's his uh strong point and uh, bronson took him down countless time and in fact that was how bronson was able to secure his win by taking him down multiple times and who says uh marvin vittori isn't going to try that also so for me marvin vittori is going to strike with him if, he's, if the opportunity arises for him to take him down, he's going to take him down. If the opportunity arises for him to submit him, he's going to submit him. If the opportunity arises for him to uh, pound and ground, he's going to do that. So, where do I see Kevin Holland winning this fight? Is in his weirdness. The way he, <laughs> he throws his combinations, the way he throws his kick, the way he throws his punch, you know. He might be talking. Uh, or you might you might think you, you you're getting the better better of him and before you know it it just twist and turn and just <laughs> give you one out of the blue <laughs> kind of kick or punch and before you know it the fight is changed on his uh, in his favor so you never can tell but the way I see it um I'm, I'm, to me I'm giving uh, I'm giving Marvin Vittori <laughs> a straight winner at this. I'm giving him a straight win. The only way Kevin Holland is going to win is if he comes with his weird shit and all. That's the only way I see him winning. But aside that, mm, it's going it's going to be a it's going to be a long night for him. It's going to be a long night for him. 
and uh, like I said, the fight is going to uh, be held at uh, Las Vegas. It's going to be held at Las Vegas. Mm. And um, according to the uh, hard makers, the uh, victory is three to five favorite, and Holland is plus two six five underdog in this one so as you can see it's not that uh, not that uh, out of the blue but that's the way it is and the cool way invent not a strong name either this Nigerian guy Sadiq Yusuf versus Arnold Allen so these two are the um, Komi events and Sadiq Yusuf is uh, favorite minus 130 to Hanod plus 110. Mm. It's just, mm, just there. So, as we all know, it's going to be a, a, a long night for either guy if they are going to you know, go through those five rounds. But like I said, uh, Vittori is really, really looking forward to having a second goal at uh, the champion. And he feels that if he could get a, a win over uh, Kevin Holland, he's going to be definitely in line for that title shot. Well, with the look of things, I am not really, really, really uh, I'm looking at that. Because uh, this guy... Uh, the former champion, uh, what's his name? Robert Whitaker, fought Darren Till, won, fought uh, uh, Gerard Cannonier, who people were thinking was the next contender after uh, this big guy, after Paulo Costa. And uh, uh, Robert Whitaker trashed, he, he trashed, he trashed the guy. Uh, uh canonier he really really beat the fuck out of the guy so he should have been the next in line but due to the super fight that uh israel uh, adesaya uh had with uh the newly crowned uh light heavyweight champion and the fight that was uh done and he, he, of which he lost they couldn't make that fight, so uh, they were. This guy was supposed supposed to have another fight. That's uh, Robert Whitaker. I, I I believe he was supposed to fight Robert Whitaker. I think the package was made for him to fight Robert Whitaker. I think that fell through. Then he was supposed to fight uh, another guy, and uh, one of the top guys, not Amansin, anyways, and. Uh, Definitely, the UFC is trying to uh, rekindle his former match that he was supposed to have with uh, Kevin Gastelum, but Gastelum, I don't, I don't see the the sweetness in that fight because Gastelum is just coming off three straight uh, losing streak. He just won his last match against mm, one unknown name, really someone not in the top 10 so 
that's that so you can't just bring that guy up to come and face the number one katheda who is still holding that up uh that, that that top position of that number one contender in uh robert whitaker now i don't see i don't see the sweetness in that kind of fight to me you're doing robert whitaker a disservice assuming they could have made victory uh robert whitaker mm, fair enough then let uh, a contender comes out of that and that contender fights as uh, they say that could have been cool yeah I, I i i would have loved that but even as that Adesaya could fight potentially fight uh robert whitaker because he i believe in his with his last two fights after after his loss to uh Adesaya, he won his straight uh two consecutive matches and with that he should have mm, automatically gotten uh his uh rematch automatically he should have gotten that rematch based on those two uh winning streaks but <laughs> you know dana white <laughs> loves money so because it's of the super fight with the uh with the with the, with the le legendary polish power that this year had to fight they couldn't make that fight so <laughs> that aside yeah only neil magni and roger Atler duplicate that fit yeah sorry just uh checking something so but first like i said victory must first uh get past holland who is 21 and 6 on his uh on his resume and must get a win in order to salvage a momentum if he's going to have a go at the champ and remember like i said Holland lost to the veteran Derek Brunson, who everybody <laughs> thinks is the gatekeeper of the division. <laughs> so, so people people uh, usually believe that when you get back, uh, you when you when you, as a as a rising prospect, for you to break into that uh, top ten, you have to go through Derek Brunson. And if you are able to get one over Derek Bronson, people believe he's the gatekeeper of the division for the top ten, then you can now say you are in the you are welcome to the league of the big boys. But he couldn't get past uh, Derek Bronson. So and the fight, which fight, he was just joking. He didn't really do much. Didn't really concentrate in the match. Probably feeling himself, thinking that hmm, he's going to win that match easily. But <laughs> Derek Brunson had other ideas for him. So, so that's that. So let me just run through the fight card. You already know the main event: Marvin Vittorin versus Kevin Holland. Then the co-main event: Sadiq Yusuf versus Anand Allen. Then we have Alex Cab, Chris Reeve versus Kyle Daukos. Then you have Julian Marquez and Sam Alvey. Then you have Nina Ansa Ansarov. Oh, I think this guy is a, <laughs> this girl is a, is a good fighter. Ansa Ansarov versus Mackenzie Dan. Then you have Daniel Rodriguez. And Mike Perry, <laughs> remember Mike Perry, <laughs> the one who has 
who has his girlfriend coaching him in a fight which he won i think he lost the second the second fight <laughs> then you have joe sock so Soleski, Soleski versus Jim Milner. Then you have Matthews Gambrot versus Scott Altsman. Then you have Norman Dumont versus Aaron Blackfield. Then you have Ignacio Baamondes, Ignacio Baamondes versus John McDenzie. Then you have Jogan de Castro. I think this guy lost his last match. Yeah, I match. Uh, I have to check the fact, the stats before I can uh, conclude on that. Versus Jajis Doncho. You have Jack Shaw versus Anta Azure. Then you have Luis Saldana. Luis Saldana. Yeah, that's a strong fight. I think um, it's not been um, that top. But that name has has been getting a lot of push. But the fighter, if the fighter is not putting in the work, come on, UFC can only do so much. Jordan versus Jordan Griffin. Then you have Down Down Young versus William Knight. Then the last one, <laughs> the guy with the legendary <laughs> highlight in 2020, Impan Kasangana. <laughs> versus Sasha Pali Palat Nikov, the guy who, who was at uh, the receiving end of that infamous back kick from that guy, yeah, the last one on the card. So I believe he's the one that's going to open the card either which way. Oh, yeah, so I believe that's how that card is going to be. Then we now have the uh, coming event, which is the UFC 252261, uh, two, right? Pardon, <laughs> UFC 261. Wow, Kamaru Usman versus Howie Masvidal 2. For me, I don't really see the reason to do that much, but I can totally understand, <laughs> understand uh, this guy. Uh, UFC president, <laughs> it's all about the money. We already know that Jorge uh, Masvidal is a big money, money mover. He's a, a table shaker. So definitely, I see the reason why they could uh, take that match because after after it's lost, taking a rematch, and he doesn't even he doesn't even uh, deserve a rematch. He doesn't even deserve it because. There was none of the rider. I don't. I, I think, with an exception of first round, where he had a, a good impact, he, the rest of the round, uh, uh, at all, the rest of the round, Kamaru's man dominated him. And the only excuse in court was that he took the fight in six days' notice, which we know that's just bluffing. He's been preparing for this guy. For the whole time, only because he couldn't make the fight when the, uh, another guy was used to replace him, then he let go. But in in his heart of art, he knew that was the match he, he wanted. So when he was given the opportunity, you could see. I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he was just trying to, you know, have the match, saying he doesn't even need a full camp for him to. <laughs> 
to show that the champ was a fraud that he couldn't fight. Yeah. Props to the champ also for taking the fight too. Because yeah, he was already preparing for another type of fighter, another fight or type of emotion because the guy he was supposed to fight was his uh was his gym mate, someone that they've been training together for a couple years. They both know each other, they both understand their games. So the emotional roller coaster, the 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 training schedule and him having to move out from his gym to another state to go and gym gym and train with another trainer. So all that coupled together, now suddenly the guy the guy the guy caught coronavirus not to his fault, but that's a global pandemic. Then he already thought, okay, fight, fight done, postponed to God knows when. Then he got a call when he was about to start eating all those sweet things that he has deprived himself of for the past month. About to eat, then he got a call that, oh, we've got a match. Or a match with us stepped up, taking the match in six days' notice. He, the champion too, could have said, oh, you know what, I'm done. Uh, the emotional trauma is too much for me. I can't go through this. We have to reschedule this match for another uh, another month and up. He could have taken the easy way route and say he also needs to prepare for the guy. But he was like, okay, yeah, let's bring it on. I believe I'm better than this guy in every way. So even if I I haven't been training for him for this uh, three weeks or so, then. I believe my past training and my past experience is enough for me to be able to handle this guy. And believe Ori Masvidal has only been training for Kamarisma specifically until the last minute when he knew that okay he wasn't going to make the fight due to the money issue he had with Dana White. Then he stopped training, uh, at least training you know, doing the heavy training, and started hitting. But the whole training pattern and everything had already been in him. The training, training section, the, the style and skills and uh, the, the, the format in which they were going to use in the training the champion, they already knew. But he couldn't still, make, still do shit when the fight actually broke down. So for me, this time around, the champ says he's giving him a full camp no, I don't think they should have booked this match. Honestly, I don't think they should have booked this match. I could, they could have booked um, Edward because that guy, they could have booked him. But due to his fault also on whose fault, I wouldn't know because everybody is trying to fight. Everybody is trying to go out of their fight, uh, out of their way to make a fight. So he, he too should have at least tried if it would mean for him to move out of uh, the UK and come to the United States or go to the New Zealand or somewhere or the Thailand or somewhere where you know that you'll be able to train a little bit and be able to at least keep yourself in a safe bubble for you to be able to at least get a match. Throughout 2020, you couldn't get a single match. And we are in the middle of 2021, still yet to book a match, waiting for an, uh, an upcoming guy in uh, Amshad Chemaev. Come on, man, come on. So to me, he's not doing himself any service. 
Even even Tyron Woodley has got like three matches under his belt within the last years and now. Just imagine. Who does that? Come on, man. Come on. Edward, man. You have to start fighting. Start fighting. Put yourself on the YouTube. Of you, show a video of you fighting the neighborhood. Fighting someone around. Just <laughs> create a mess or something. Come on. Fight. Let people know that you are active. Then you can easily get back into the fight game. But right now, you 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 not a, 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 a table shaker. You're not a needle mover. But I, I see the reason why Dana White could do, make this fight with Hoyer Masvidal and Camarisma. <laughs> we already know that Hoyer Masvidal is a needle mover. So for the love of the money, <laughs> the boss could make the fight. So that's easier said. So, where do I see Kamaru's man winning? We already know his strong point is wrestling, decent striking, not uh, no not a good kicker, but I believe <laughs> if you are not careful, we might <laughs> we might see <laughs> a change of guard. If we are not careful, we might see a change of guard, and Kamaru's man is going to have to deep dig, deep dig. And go into that dark place for him to secure that, retain that uh, that title, because I believe it's how a mass video is coming correct, man, it's coming correct, it's coming with a lot of striking and with a lot of uh, cardio, because he has to work on his cardio. So if he's able to first secure the first round with a lot of striking and decent uh, striking, decent kicking, not uh, moving closer to the champ, you know, maintaining his distance. Then going in with the blitz, one, two, blah, 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 blah. then step back, you know, switch up angles, throwing some kicks, then throwing some elbows, throwing some some elbows, throwing some punches, and you know, uh, keeping keeping his distance and all. He could secure that first round, and if he could secure that first round, that could determine how the second round could go, and if he could secure the second round, then I believe Kamarusma will want to change his game plan. That's low. I don't think this uh, this striking thing is is really going for me. Let me switch it up to the wrestling part of it. Then um, RA2 has to be able to come up with his uh, takedown defense. If he's able to work on his takedown defense, he's able to uh, you know uh, stop those uh, many takedowns of the champ. And even if he gets taken down, he's able to work his way back up. He's not giving the champ to the ability to walk on him while he's on the back. Then I believe we might be seeing a change of guard of the championship. No joke. I'm not capping, guys. I'm not capping. It's the truth. It's the truth. If you have to go by the uh, by the way he dismantled this guy that he had a win over last Nate Diaz. Man, with those straight, uh, sharp striking, straight sharp uh, striking, he could really, he could really get, get Cameroon's man. Huh? If we had to preview, uh, preview uh, that uh, last man that they both had, you could notice that our oh, mass video was really getting the better of Cameroon's man in the striking part of the game. When in the punching part, he was really, you know, giving him some real damage. Real blows, real kicking, 
real blows to the head to the to the face real kicks to the legs and all so and i believe he's if he's able to work on that more and he's really able to you know uh deliver on those kicking and on those punching then i believe we might we are looking looking at a had a had a real guard had a change of guard really you are looking at a change of guard for me so that's that guys i hope i've been able to break this down a little bit like i said this is a, this is the first this is the first um first podcast on this channel and i believe with time we are able to you know work on work on other things and other aspect of it and we will be able to deliver more for your listening uh, pleasure okay and uh, aside that let me also pull up some stats just just a moment but i'll go through that uh -huh. remember i told you holland uh, had a win over one brazilian um, great guy his name is ronaldo souza jacare yeah holland holland knocked, knocked the guy out while holland back was on the ground he gave him an, an upward punch and he knocked the guy out so victory needs to be wary of that also he really needs to be wary of that really needs to be wary of that and victory you know he's 27 years old he's still young still young and kevin Lennon, i believe he's 20 28 or so 28 so mm. Mm. Now, talking about the co-main event a little bit, Sadiq Chifuzo fathers uh, Arnold Allen, standout featherweight on the cups of title contention, claims in the co-main event of this evening, a super Sadiq Yusuf meets Arnold Almighty Allen in a battle straight out of the page of Marvel comic. Remember, a member of the Contender Series Classic of 18, that's 2018, Yusuf has gone 4-0 inside the octagon to begin his UFC tenure. Then I believe he has some losses, alternating between first-round finishes and hard-fought decisions wins. Last time out, the 27-year-old from Nigeria got the better of things against divisional stalwart Andre Philippe before being forced to withdraw from a proposed date opposition at uh, Edinson Boboza later in that year. Like his opponent this weekend, Allen too has been out of action since early last year when he pushed his record in UFC 7 straight wins or unanimous decision uh, triumph over Nick Lentz. The talented Brit who trains at Montreal Trista Gym remains one of the most underrated competitors on the roster as the biggest opportunity of his career are falling by the wayside as a result of injuries including in 2020 fights with Josh Emmett and Jeremy Stevens. So that's another good uh, good, good fight to watch out. Remember I told you about uh, Sam Alvey and Julian Marquez. 
Now, following a three-year, seven-fight run at light heavyweight, Sam Alvey returns to the middleweight rank to take on Julian Marquez. So he's stepping up. No, sorry, <laughs> he's going down in in weight. One of the most experienced fighters on the UFC roster, the 34-year-old Alvey, will be competing for the 50th time in the professional career on Saturday, looking to snap a five-fight run victory. Uh, five, uh, sorry, a fight five uh, run without a victory. Is 8-5 inside the octagon when competing at 185 pounds and uh, had positive moment in each of his last two outings. Rallying rate late only to drop a split decision against Ryan Span before battling Dan Young to draw at UFC 254. Now, remember I told you about Nina Asan Asarov and Mackenzie Dren. It's a battle between the top 15 straightweights, man. <laughs> and UFC moves as Nina Ansaros return to the octagon to take on Mackenzie Dance. <laughs> we call them the UFC moms. I believe they, they both are children. Fighting for the first time since giving birth to her daughter, Regan Han, in September, Ansarov looks to get back into the wind column and cement a standing as one of the top contenders in the 115 pound weight class. Last time out, the American top team representative dropped a unanimous decision to Tiatiana Suarez that altered a four fight win streak. So it will be interesting to see if she can hit the ground running and immediately re establish herself in her appearance in 22 months. Like answer of Mackenzie then pressed pause on her own to welcome a daughter of her own also, who was born in the spring of 2019. Now she returned to action five months later, dropping a decision to Amanda Rivers, but has been impressive in her three fights since then, submitting Anna Cyphers and Randa Marcos before outworking former Evicta FC champion, Vena Jidri Roba in UFC 256. And remember, Amanda Rivers, I think, fought uh, Amanda Nunes, yeah, and lost. So, yeah, so to close off the main card, Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Main card business get underway in the middleweight, mm -hmm. uh, underway in the waterway division. As all action brews, Mike Perry and Daniel Rodriguez meet in a bout that should light up the fuse for an explosive six fight run on ABC. Still just 29 years old, Mike Perry feels like he is at the crossroad of his career, entering off an enormous decision loss to Tim Means in a fight where he missed weight by a considerable margin and spotting a 3-6 record over his last nine outing. The Florida-based fighter is undoubtedly tough and has flashed destructive potential in the past, but he struggled to find consistent success inside the octagon while encouraging a number of issues outside the octagon, making him question mark who feels equally capable of rattling off four straight tremendous performance or dropping three straight in next 12 months. Then Rodriguez on the other hand was one of the pleasant surprises in 2020 
turning a short notice opportunity in February into a three fight winning streak before landing on the wrong side of the card <laughs> in his quest for a fourth consecutive UFC wins against Nicolas Dalby in November at the UFC 25. The loss snapped the 34 year old nine fight winning streak, which included a unanimous decision triumph on season three of the contender series. But Rodriguez still had an outstanding rookie campaign and will look to start his sophomore season in Octagon in 2021 on a positive note on Saturday. This is one of the of those matches where it could end up with a single blow just seconds into the contest or become a 15-minute three-round fight for a fight of the year contender with all options in between being fair. And I believe uh, this guy uh mike perry is on the verge of being caught even ufc because if if he's <laughs> to really look at his back it could be caught it could be caught so we really need to step up i believe it's just because of his name that's just been keeping him in the game, fight game if not ufc would have caught him early but i think this fight could be a determining factor in maybe giving him a one more shot or not rightly, you know, cutting him off. But who knows do you, what the USA will do? You never can tell. But so, guys, this comes to the end of the podcast and the breakdown of the fight. So, uh, till I come to your way next time. Yeah, till I come your way next time. So, let's just uh, uh, call it a day and. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the match. 3 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time. Then we'll see how it goes. We see how it goes tomorrow. But I think in Africa it's going to be late night. Late night fight in Africa. So that's how it's going to be. But to we'll close the show. Yes. Junkie to help you break down the main event, UFC on ABC2 between Marvin Vittori and Kevin Holland. Vittori, who's riding a four-fight winning streak, will have to get past Holland if he means to get to his last loss, which is the now champion, Israel Adesanya. However, Holland, who's last seen taking an Ignotis defeat from Darren Brunson, will most certainly be looking to bounce back to prove his supporters right and his doubters wrong. After this video, the Oscars and the public are siding with the Italian fighter to see Vittori in the neighborhood of minus 330 come back on Holland, the underdog in the neighborhood of plus 270. Now, it is a bit wide of a line considering how we recently saw Holland favored uh, amongst many, right? However, despite the fickleness that can be rampant in MMA, there are some technical things to look out for that, of course, I outline on my breakdown at MMAJumping.com. So guys, that comes to the end of the podcast. Have a lovely day and uh, enjoy the match till we come for the preview show. Post, uh, yeah, post preview show of the game. All right, yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening.